welcome to another episode of Savvy Sense with Kathy and Crystal. So thank you all for joining us again today. We have some interesting topics to talk about. Once again, we're on two completely opposite sides of these topics. We certainly are. That's what makes it interesting. We have polar opposite opinions about almost everything. (laughs) All right. So I wanted to bring up something that I found to be quite interesting and I feel strongly about. I have been invited to so many baby showers in my lifetime and I absolutely hate baby registries. I just, I just can't like going to the store, I guess is what really bothered me. So I get, it's a little easier now that you can just do it online, send them the gift and be done with it. But, um, you know, these baby showers for multiple kids, I just don't know. I just can't. You know, as hard as it is for you to do the shopping for the baby shower, I just want to let you know on the other side of the fence, it is 10 times harder to go create the baby registry. Okay. <laughs> so as much as it seems like it's a lot of fun, you are typically lugging around a balloon basketball size thing in your stomach, right? And you're wobbling around a store with a little scanner thingamajiggy going around trying to figure out all the things that you could possibly need and how many of those things you could possibly need while also thinking about who would want to purchase this and what price points am I putting these gifts on so that everybody would feel comfortable shopping on this registry and then you have to multiply that by however many stores you want to register with because not everybody shops at the same store oh this sounds exhausting like I've never done it before (laughs) um I look forward to getting gifts I do not look forward to like creating the registry (laughs) it just sounds like a lot no, it's exhausting. I'm exhausted just thinking about it. I haven't had to do it in eight years, but it's, it's exhausting. It is not fun. Um, you think it's going to be fun when you're a first time mom. You think, oh, right, I'm going to go register. You take your mom and you take your significant other or, you know, sperm donor, whoever it is that you are with. <laughs> and you, you know, waddle up to the store. And literally after 20 minutes, you realize this is the worst idea ever. So, um, yeah, it's just definitely not a whole lot of fun. And, you know, half of the stuff is not going to get purchased on this registry. But you go crazy. So just in case you cover all your bases. Wait, you bring your significant, like the father of this child to the store with you? I didn't even think about that. The guys don't want to do that. No, absolutely not. No, they don't want to do any of it. (laughs) <laughs> but oh, they yeah I absolutely I did it with my um, ex-husband he was dragged with me to the store because I'm waddling at this point like when you're pregnant you don't really want to do anything by yourself let alone drive anywhere because it's quite uncomfortable um, so by default you're going to go with somebody and you know in my situation my mother was not in the same state as I so he had to come got it I think I would spare my significant other 
I think I would spare him. Yeah, because I, I think that we would also like argue because I, I, I don't know. I just kind of would want to just want, get what I want. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> you know, like I probably got advice from like my sister or somebody who's had a kid recently to, to tell me what to put on there. Like if I could just copy and paste their registry, I might do that. <laughs> they should have that feature, by the way. Right. Um, that would be great. Um, but just change the name on the registry. Right. Just be like, you know, an automatic registry. Um, but you know, it's funny because at first it's fun because all you're like you're zapping the little, you know, tag <laughs> on everything. So you're like zapping like crazy. But then so it it, it isn't a situation where y'all would argue because honestly. You're getting all the stuff you want. If he wants something, you're just going to zap it and add it to the registry. So it's not, it's, yeah, it's not a situation of that. It's just really the time that it takes to, to get the registry set up because you have to go and sit. If you ever been to like um, Babies R Us or Bye Bye Baby or any of those places, like they have the whole little registration desk and everything. You have to sit there. They create the registry. They register like the, the little gun thing or whatever, and then they give it to you to go and blast the whole store. So, yeah. And, and then when you said babies are us, it gave me anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> like flashbacks of the times when, from like over the past like 10 years, I have, I, I just am over it. <laughs> like, yeah. That's funny. Exactly. And then, Again, you have to do it at multiple stores because everybody doesn't want to go to Babies R Us. So you have to do a Target and then you have to do a Walmart. And then you have, like, it's after the first one, you're like, okay, seriously. Right. <laughs> but you know that if you don't do these other stores, there are those handful of people who will not get you a gift because they're like, oh, I couldn't find anything at Babies R Us or there's none by me or blah, blah, blah. So you have to do it at multiple places. You know what's funny? When I was younger, like, I don't know, maybe early 20s or I don't know. I never looked at the registry. I was just like, oh, I'll go to the store. I'll buy them something that babies need and I'll bring it and that'll be that. Like, I never even bothered to look at the registry. Like, how upset these people must have been Girl. to receive the most random gifts from me to be like, I don't need this. Right. I told you what to get me. <laughs> And you didn't listen. I'll, and no. you just brought what you wanted. After all that work of having to wobble through three stores and you have the audacity to just go pick out what you wanted to pick out. Like, I didn't think this little orange onesie was cute, but that's what you want to bring me just because it's a miniature size. Like, <laughs> I never thought of it. I don't know why. I just literally never thought about it. See, that's the problem with these you people who ain't got babies. Y'all understand mm-hmm. the work that goes into it. And you just be like, oh, this is cute. I'm exhausted. My feet are swelling up. My, I'm hungry. I'm tired. And I didn't get through three stores making this registry so that you can get me what I want just for you to bypass all that effort and get mm-hmm. me whatever randomness you want to. It's not okay. That's funny. Yeah, I'm definitely going to copy and paste somebody else's. I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> no, nope, you say that now. I've decided. No, I'm telling you, you say that now, but as soon as you realize you are with child, you are going to, it's it's just like your wedding, like, you're not going to copy and paste, because you want what you want, you have your vision 
for the child's room, their wardrobe, the things. You're not going to copy and paste. It sounds good. I suppose. I mean, the thought of having multiple children and having to do that each time, like, I'm definitely only doing it once. Like, when I think about people who, like, have a baby shower for each of their children and they're having, like, kids back to back, I'm like, you can't just use what you used for the first baby on the next baby. But, like, I'm obviously saying that from somebody who's never had children. So there's mothers all over that are probably outraged that I just said that. (laughs) But I wouldn't know. I mean, my mother didn't do all that. I got hand-me-downs. I'm the youngest. I got hand-me-downs. Exactly. But that's the problem, Kathy. Who in this decade is proudly doing hand-me-downs? The baby don't know. That doesn't matter. (laughs) Listen, you want that new baby. You're excited about the baby. You don't want to put the baby in the old clothes. And... In, and everybody else is excited about the baby because you know people are always in your uterus talking about when you're gonna have another child when you're gonna have another <laughs> child so if you gonna tell ask me when i'm gonna have another child when are you going to come to my baby shower like they go hand in hand i don't know why people think you only supposed to have one i for example definitely had two but you know mine was a little different I did have two girls, but I had them six years apart. So there was no hand-me-downs. Her hand-me-downs was six years old. Like, we Mm -hmm. not doing all that. So I did need all fresh stuff. Um, I did need to, you know, get re-amp on everything because I don't have anything from six years ago. And then also think about the people who have multiple children, but they're different, you know, sex. So they may have a boy, then they have a girl or vice versa. Well, that's different. Right, right. But what if you would have them two years apart? You would have had two baby showers. Absolutely. It's two different babies. Okay. What about, (laughs) so you need a new bassinet? You can't use the same bassinet. You need a you need a, another breast pump. You need another if, set if of I, bottles. You if need I new still stroller. Have, no, no, no. See, that's the thing. It's not about needing everything new, but you need new stuff. So if I still have my bassinet from two years ago, then no, I don't need a new one unless it doesn't go with the new color scheme of the baby's room. Oh no, 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 no. no. But <laughs> we are matching bassinets to the color scheme of the room. Uh yeah. Oh yeah. Oof, my children. Now, they won't. They listen. won't know. But okay, I'm not doing anything. No, <laughs> bassinet is a bad example because typically a bassinet you're not really matching that. But cribs, absolutely. Like wood was out by the time my second child was in, so it was from wood to white. Like you, there are certain. There's contemporary styles. The style of the room has changed. I am not using my grandmother's um hand-me-down stroller and bassinet <laughs> and crib and all that. All that stuff has to be updated for the new child. So. Yes, there is all kinds of things that need to happen for this new baby. You don't want that baby just, you know, sleep. Think about it. Okay, think about this. <laughs> you are a germaphobe, right? Mm-hmm. Where, where are you storing all this stuff for two years? Two years worth of dust, two years worth of bugs, two years worth of just matter all over this stuff. Matter. You're going to pull that out. <laughs> for your new baby you gonna put your precious new cargo (laughs) in a two-year-old car seat that got who knows what from the garage that it's been sitting in that's what you gonna do 
Well, I mean, this is why we have to have this conversation because I didn't know. Like, I didn't think about any of these things. In my head, I'm like, the the first baby is probably still using the car seat. What? No. Okay. Listen. No, two <laughs> years later, what? the kid's no. still in a car seat. Yes, but it's a totally different car seat. You cannot oh. use the same. Girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There are different car seats for each age bracket. So, like, you can't use the same one that you bring the baby home in by the time they're sitting up in a toddler car seat. It's a whole different car seat. Okay, I stand corrected. (laughs) You need to have a baby shower (laughs) for every baby because I didn't know any of these things. And obviously, you know, I really, I truly believe my mother did not do any of these things, but that was decades ago Mm -hmm. and um, where kids probably weren't even in a car seat. So, (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Things have changed drastically and there's just no way that you could just recycle that. Like, where are you storing a baby's crib for two years. Where are you doing? I mean, are you well, wrapping it? If you have a storage closet or something, you could put it back in the same box that it came in, and you know, tape it back up and put it in the storage closet inside of your home, Girl, not like in some in shed box? in your backyard no, or in your no. basement. Mm-mm. Ain't nobody got no basements no more. Who got a basement? Okay. I ain't got no basement. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that came from your Floridian mouth. Right. And your Texan how do people in Texas not have basements? No, they don't have basements. Okay, Crystal, people have basements. <laughs> people up north have basements. Yo, that's the funniest thing. You just <laughs> like as if people got rid of their basements or something. They like, did. What? The only time you hear about a basement is when like there's a dead body down there. Ain't nobody oh. wanted no basement. I never see nobody's basement. Like what's what? happening? Oh my god, okay. You are definitely not from up north. Everybody in New Jersey has a basement. My sister recently moved to North Carolina, and that's not too far north. She has a basement. Um, wait, does she have a basement? She don't have a basement. I'm telling you, she okay. I made that up. I, I think I made that up. No, I think I just made that up. But when she was in Philly, she had a basement. Okay, grandma to ask my sister if she has a basement. <laughs> I know, yes, I know there are areas in, up north that do have basements. Um, when I lived in Virginia, we did not have a basement, but I do remember visiting family in DC and they had basements. Yeah. But they also lived in row houses and were connected to each other. So, you know, it's a different type of world. They yes. got storage space for no cribs, though. The basement, somebody is living there. Like, ain't nobody just got storage. Mm-hmm. Just sitting here for uh, three foot boxes to <laughs> house their cribs just in case for the next baby. Like, it does not work that way. I mean, I guess, but you know, whatever. Learn something new every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, the next time you turn your nose up at the second and third child's baby shower invitation, you realize what that mama is going through. She needs all new stuff. She deserves that. Okay. No, you're right. And you know what's funny? I saw this somewhere as well. Like, I didn't just, like, pull this out of thin air either. Like, I've actually seen 
where people have said online, like, why do you need another baby shower? So I, I maybe I should have followed the the comments on that IG post <laughs> because I mm-hmm. think I did. Yeah. Okay. And that okay. those people are not the people who understand what it's like to have multiple children. Because first of all, that is a, a feat within itself. The fact that you decided to do it more than once is <laughs> is a great feat. Because it took me six years to decide that I wanted to duplicate this action. Okay. Right. <laughs> because these little humans are a lot of work. I don't care what you say. I don't care who you're with. I don't care how wonderful the child's father is. Because every I hear this, I hear this argument all the time from non-mothers, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> they always say, Oh, my man is gonna be a great father. He's gonna be so helpful. And he, it's gonna like it's not go, it's not gonna be just me. I'm not gonna be the only one changing diapers. I'm not gonna be the only one feeding the baby and playing with the baby. Newsflash, okay? Just for anybody out there, FYI. I know you think that your man is the exception to the rule, but he's not. Okay, (laughs) he's not because there are certain things that a man just will not do now. Okay, there's going to be times where there's exceptions where that one time he's going to get up in the middle of the night and fix that bottle and go get that baby. But the other 99% of the time, it's going to be you. You're going to be the one without sleep. You're going to be the one without showers. You're going to be the one without clean clothes. All these things are going to happen. I just need for you to prepare yourself. So, see, and that's something that I see differently because I hear, and of course, you know, people will tell you whatever they want to tell you, or people have their own experiences, whatever. But I know women who the father of their child really does split that responsibility and they do wake up in the middle of the night and they take care of that baby. Like I, I had someone tell me that her husband took care of the baby more than her because they had a preemie and she was literally scared to pick up her baby. And her husband picked up like a lot of the responsibility. And she was like, he was just so helpful. Cause like, I just, I just couldn't do it. See, And then for my, you know, someone else that I know, they take shifts. It's literally 50, 50. I'm going to, I'm going to take care of the child from this hour to this hour. And then I'm going to sleep. And then you're going to take care of the child from this hour to this hour every day. Mm, Well, I want to meet these people because (laughs) every mother I've ever talked to in my entire life, I have, have had the same exact story. And Mm -hmm. maybe it's maybe it might be different when your parents later on in life. So that may be the difference. Like when you've planned for mm-hmm. the child and you wanted the child, like you both wanted right. the child. So you both are excited about the responsibility. So maybe my vision is skewed only because I did have my child early, you know, in my early 20s. Um, my friends who had kids had their kids in early 20s. So when you're in your early 20s, life is much different. There's not many guys in their early 20s who was getting up in the middle of the night and changing diapers and feeding babies. Like, I right. never No, I agree. Uh, honestly, I, I'm not opposing completely like what you're saying. I do believe that a majority of the time, women are going to do most of the work. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I do believe that majority of the time. And it's not even just because the guy doesn't want to. I think a lot of it has to do with the baby that wants you and doesn't want right. it. You know, he can't get the baby to stop crying. The baby wants, you know, their mother. Or it could just be because, and I'm going to try to say this the right way, but I believe that society, at least American society, I don't know, let me not even try to say just American society, has put the idea in our head that that is the woman's job. So the man isn't even thinking about changing a diaper. They're like, well, why would I do that? Like, you got this, right? Like, I'm going to provide the money. You know, like, I don't no, know what kind true. of, I don't know what kind of diapers to buy. I don't like, I'm not doing that. Like you tell me what to do. I'll do it. But right. like, that's and you, that's you true. do the mothering. <laughs> yes. Well, and that society does say it in that manner. And you, you can see it just by look at maternity leave versus paternity leave. Right. right. Maternity leave is, you know, usually at least six weeks all the way up to possibly three, four months paternity leave is two weeks they're like you you don't really you ain't really doing nothing like go back to work Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know right it's true that's how society views it and it it stems from how we were you know a patriarchal society where the man goes to work the mom stays home and raises the kids now you know we've switched those roles but we still haven't been able to shift that motherly um side responsibility so now we just doing mo- way more work now we we going to work and we coming home and raising the kids and we doing homework and we're doing bath time and we're cooking dinner and we're having to please our husbands like we we took on too much i i didn't sign up for this personally <laughs> i just feel like <laughs> you did sign up for it you know why Mm-mm. You signed up for it because you work. You chose to work. You should have found you a husband that was going to let you be a housewife. No, I'm kidding. I'm I did not choose this life. This life chose me. Okay. So you would have chosen to be a housewife and have your husband take care of everything and you just stay home, cook and clean and take care of the children. Um, I'm not going to lie. No, I wouldn't. That's not really... <laughs> <laughs> not really- <laughs> who I am, but I would have liked that as an option, I, girl. When I tell you <laughs> so I'm that you can say no, <laughs> just so I can be like, nah, I'm good. I'm gonna go ahead and go to work. But I just want you to know that this is my option. Like I don't like to be controlled. So you know, I I told my ex husband that I wanted to um, be a stay at home mom, and he told me he wanted to be a stay at home dad. I was like, oh well, we can't both stay at home. So you know. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Like we wasn't that's, gonna. It's be able funny, to work like in out. the not funny way, because that's it not is. Cute. It's it's sagger. He sagger. should be ashamed of himself. <laughs> he be. I mean, like because okay, you know what? Let me not even say that. If he wanted to be a stay at home dad, then like so, you were supposed to bring home the the bread, and he was really gonna. He would have never stayed home and took care of them children. Right now, <laughs> that's no, the problem. He wouldn't have. But just in general, most people can't afford to have just a one parent income if we want to be realistic about it. Because I know in that situation, he wasn't he was not going to be able to afford me the lifestyle that I needed to live and be a stay at home. Like that's (laughs) for people who got 
got the bag. You know what I mean? Like you, trust you can afford. That's what that's right. For. Then I can sit home and walk around in heels and an apron and have your food ready for you. Like because you you took care of all of this, you know, and we're mm-hmm. in a nice house and all that good stuff. But in this day and age, it is much harder to find that type of situation because I knew personally. I need to live a certain type of lifestyle. And in order for that to happen, I'm going to have to contribute to said lifestyle. So, right. you know, things have changed. Now we got more desires and and wants. And, you know, I want to have my own money because I don't personally, I don't like sharing bank accounts. Um, and I think that that is, that is very um individual <laughs> the thinking mm-hmm. because I went through a whole marriage and never shared a bank account and people look at me like I'm crazy like how did you do that but for me I handle my finances very different from how my significant other ha- handles their finances so in order to keep that at bay as not being an argument I had my account he had his account and when bills were due, give me bill money and we're good to go. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, I'm probably going to have a joint account and then my own account. Mm-hmm. So like the joint account is for our bills. We're both putting an equal amount of money in there. Well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Cause like when I said it out loud, I was like, mm, I don't know about equal. <laughs> But, you know, whatever. So we're putting our money into this joint account that's going to pay our bills. Mm. And then I have my own separate bills. You know, like, I don't expect my husband to pay my student loans and my car payment, and you know, like things like that. Mm-hmm. That's going to be from my own account. And then whatever I make, I am spending however I want. No one can tell me how to spend my money that I worked for. See, and that's the important part, right? That's the reason, the sole reason why I did not want to have a joint account because I I'm a saver I'm a saver by nature I'm cheap I'm a saver I don't want to spend money I don't like spending money I don't like to see money being spent so mm-hmm. when I am with somebody if they are going into an account and spending I'm looking at every transaction because I'm <laughs> anal like that like I'm look every day I look at my bank account Sometimes a couple times a day. I mean, I literally, (laughs) I know, right? But this is the financial advisor in me. Like I have to make sure every penny is accounted for. So when things happen and money is spent, I'm looking at you sideways. Like, what did you spend a hundred dollars on at Walmart? Like, what did you need that a hundred (laughs) dollars? And I just, I don't want to have to live my life like that. Like, I don't need to question you about your $100 at Walmart. But I will, because if I see it, I need to understand it. I need to know what was You're like, I don't see, you didn't come home with not one grocery. None! And yet, you spent $100. You spent $100. I need to know why. Where is your money? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? I need to know where it went and why. So I know for my sanity and his, I don't need to see it. I don't need to see it. Just you're saying for a joint account, right? If you had a joint account, yeah, got it. Yeah, I can do it. Yeah, no, I yeah, I agree. I agree (laughs) because I I kind of watch my money too. I'm I'm definitely somebody who like watches all my transactions and like. I don't want to see any discrepancies. I don't want to see, you know, any crazy large purchases that I don't know about. You're right. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so that's why you should have your own separate checking accounts. I don't know. Maybe even your own saving accounts. Like, why not? Right? Like, right. you got to do what's best for you. Yeah, you're in a marriage and you have your joint account that, that that's for both of you. But what you're doing on your own. And like, for me personally, I think that I will likely have my own checking, my own savings, and a joint account. Mm-hmm. And he should probably have the same. Yeah. You know, and it's funny because it used to be like back in the day when the women were staying at home, like they always had like their secret money, right? Mm-hmm. That was always the thing. Like a woman always has her little stash just in case because, you know, we never know what would happen. Nowadays, nothing is like a secret stash. Like we all know we got an extra account. Like, <laughs> right. you know that I have a bank account, you know, I have a savings account. You know, and I hope that you have the same and I hope that you are doing what you need to do on your part. But, you know, honestly, if you don't come to me and divulge that information or ask for help, then I don't want to know what's happening over there. Because for me, because I'm so anal and because I'm a financial advisor, I cannot help myself but to question every money movement and you know, you grown. I don't need to be questioning you like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, I would hope that you would be doing the right thing. And some guys are super good with money. Most are not. <laughs> so Right. Oh, my boyfriend <laughs> is so good with money. I've never seen such a thing in my life. It's an anomaly. It's like an he, anomaly. yeah, like he surprises me <laughs> over and over again where I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> How did you do that? Right. See, and that that is so, so much of an anomaly. It's crazy, right? Because I have never seen a guy who is truly good with money. I've seen guys who are great with making money. I've mm. seen guys who know how to bring in the income. But as far as like managing it and like doing all the, the things that they need to do and saving. And, you know, I have rarely seen a guy who can like save on their own without being prompted without having a, you know, specific purpose. Um, And so, you know, for anybody who's able to do that on their own, kudos to you. Yeah. And I admire it because I was a really, I was, I used to be so bad with money. Mm -hmm. And I don't think he even (laughs) like had a phase where he was bad with money. Ah, that's awesome. Yeah. And I'm just like, It probably is. It's one of those things where it, it, it does come naturally to some people. So like, I know personally, I've always been a saver. I've always been good with money. I've never been a splurger. I've been a, I can budget $5 if I need to for a whole week. Like I'll make it happen. Mm-hmm. So, but that's naturally in me, which is why I went into the profession I went into because it, it, I'm, I enjoy seeing my money and like, I don't want to be broke. You know, that I don't want right. to see a negative. I don't want to see a zero. I want to always have money, be able to touch money, be able to access money. So that's very important to me. But it's been like that from a young age. It wasn't even taught to me. It was literally just a part of me. So some people naturally have that and some people have to learn that. So it's good if you like naturally have that because that makes it so much easier, but it definitely can be learned in which that's kind of how your situation was like you learned over the years how to be better about it. Right. 
And then like something that both of us share is is that we don't like to splurge. You said something earlier about splurging, right? Like no matter how good you get with your money, um, you and I don't splurge. But yep. like he's great with his money and he splurges. And then I'm like, in a way, I'm like, oh, I wish I could do that. But I can't. I don't know what it is. Like <laughs> in the times that I have splurged, like when I bought a laptop last year and Ooh. somehow... I have been acquiring laptops through my life without having to pay for them. I don't know how. <laughs> like, I think, like, you know, an old coworker who worked in IT, he gave me a laptop. He's like, oh, we don't need this anymore. I was like, sure. My dad gave me a laptop one time. You know, I think my sister handed me down one of her. Like, I literally never had to buy one. You know, even in college, I think my parents bought me my first one. But whatever. So I bought, like, as an adult, you know, adulting, my first <laughs> laptop on my own mm-hmm. it hurt my heart <laughs> and it wasn't even it, it wasn't a macbook it wasn't some like i didn't spend thousands of dollars like right it was less than fifteen hundred dollars and i was like i don't want to do this girl who are you selling this is it's why ridiculous. this is why adulting is so hard because these are the things and and I don't get people who can splurge like ridiculously. They're, you know, got all the name brand designer, everything and all, you know, the latest and greatest of the gadgets and the gizmos. Like I've <laughs> never been like that. And I just can't fathom spending hundreds and sometimes thousands of dollars on single items that are not bringing me any value. Like, yeah, it makes me feel good to walk around in it, but I can walk around in my Michael Kors purse just as well as I could a Louis Vuitton purse. Like for me, I just can't, it doesn't make enough sense to me to spend thousands of dollars on these things. But it it amazes me when I see people who can do that. So for somebody to be able to do both, like save and splurge, I don't know how you're doing it. You splaving. Like, splaving. <laughs> 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 Girl, it's funny because you're right. It blows my mind. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's the level of adulting I want to get to where I can splurge <laughs> and save and not feel bad right. about it. And like, just feel like I'm just being a regular adult. But wait, let's talk about real quick about bags, right? Because you said something about designer bags. Mm-hmm. So I saw, I want to say it was like on the news or some sort of article or whatever, um, Birkin bags, right? Because I know there's like all this controversy around Birkin bags, right? And mm-hmm. people think it's so ridiculous to spend, what is it, 20000 Girl, I have no idea. Maybe more. Let's call it twenty. <laughs> we I'm probably wrong, but let's just say it's 20000 It might be more. And they said that the value of a Birkin bag increases every year. Because they are like, you know, there's only a limited number that are made. And then you got mm-hmm. a waiting list. You know, there's certain like celebrities who get them first. And there's all these like technicalities. Mm-hmm. But it's funny if you have the t- obviously the person who has the 20,000, that's not us. <laughs> right. <laughs> so like, do they really care that it's appreciating in value? But. If a regular average person who had the 20000 to buy it, and of course you're not average if you do, but let's just say you're not a celebrity, you're not a socialite, and you spend $20,000 on a Birkin, you can justify it to yourself 
Because then you can turn around a few years from then sell your Birkin for more than what you bought it for. Right. And so, yes, the Birkin is the exception to the rule, though, right? That is the one bag that you that do, does appreciate in value only because Birkin Hermes did a really good job of making it about exclusivity. So mm-hmm. now, because everybody can't get to it, it increases in value. That's why even like when we look at the Yeezy shoes, right? It was the fact that everybody they were exclusive. Everybody couldn't get them. They're not just like a regular Nike that you can go to Foot Locker and get. The fact that there's a exclusivity increases the value. So they have a very smart play with that, but that's very that's a very small percentage of these splurges because again, these are a different class of splurging. And yes, if you can have something that's going to increase in value, that's great. But usually even if, even if it's a long lasting brand, they come, their styles go out of style. The Birkin bag is literally the same exact bag. 50 right. different colors <laughs> like that's true they, they're like we we didn't we cornered this market we are not changing like it is the signature Birkin bag so they're not reinventing it which is why it's not going out of style which is why it has the exclusivity which is why it's going up in value if they right. were changing the models every year there's no way you know th- yes there's a few vintage Chanel bags and stuff like that but for the that, most right. part it's vintage not, you know, Mm-hmm. It has to be decades before you get that money back. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So if I buy a Louis today and, you know, I wait 20 years, maybe I can get <laughs> something back. But I, there's there's an art. It is an art form <laughs> for the people who are able to buy certain things that know that they can turn around and sell it so that splurge was worth it. Right. Like, Something that went up that maybe, maybe people who buy guns know this, right? But I did not know this that like guns are go like have like certain value to them after a certain amount of time, or if it's like an exclusive gun or whatever. Like when the pandemic hit, guns were so expensive. Mm-hmm. So, like, if someone already owned one. They could sell it, obviously legally, sell it and make more than what they bought it for. Right. So if you know these things about certain things, or even if you, you know, buy, let's say I buy, you know, a really good quality piece of furniture. I know that I'm going to splurge on it. Maybe I won't like it in five years and I can sell it and like make a really decent profit, like feel like. It did. It, it served its purpose, and I made money back, and it was worth the splurge. Yeah, but so buying value. To, yes, but you're not going to get back what you paid for. It. No, so you it's won't. still not going up in value. There's right, very right. few things that you can buy that are not that are considered an investment where it's actually going to go up in value. Birkin cornered that market on doing it. They did it in uh, the right way, but most splurges are not going to go up in value. Right, but maybe it'll make your splurge worth it if at least you can get like if you bought something of quality and you get back, you can sell it and get back a decent amount, then you won't feel so bad on the splurge. Yes, 
But Maybe. you also have to be without that money until you sell it. This is true. And so you're still out of, you know, however many thousands of dollars. And then you have to find the right buyer who understands the value and is willing to pay enough to take that off your hands and not have damaged it during those years before you sell it. This is true. This is why you and I don't splurge. <laughs> exactly. That's that's like, that's it. The moral <laughs> of the story is we are not splurgers. We have no. all the reasons why. And in our head, it makes sense. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, this has been a great conversation as usual. Um, th- I think that we should wrap up here and we will get to the next topic on our next our next episode so you guys definitely stay tuned thanks listeners like comment subscribe and we will see you next time bye-bye bye